right, Dion. All right now, brother. Okay, Andy, I see you. That, you know, that reminds me of a couple of songs right up there with Roy Jones, Y'all Must Have Forgot. And, of course, Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. You know what? We're going to come back to Party All the Time after the 30 break. We gotta, <laughs> you got to do that. <laughs> All right. Avi Bernard here with you on the Friday edition of Ariva Martin Real Time. And always uh, a, a pleasure and an honor to be joined by Dr. Fletcher of San Jose State University and Danny Griffin, educator, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker. So we just heard a little bit of Dion, uh, formerly uh, affectionately known as Neon Dion. You know, we all grew up. Watching Dion in just hands down the best cornerback of all time, uh, one of the best athletes of all time, uh, playing two professional sports at the same time, sometimes on the same day, taking a helicopter from, from one game to the other. Uh, but that's just the start. And now Dion is the head coach of Colorado University football team, and he has already brought that team from from one and eleven. To uh, to three and zero to start this year. If he doesn't win another game this year, has been a success. Um, so, and Dr. Fletcher, we were talking about this before too. You know whether or not you were rooting for for or against him uh, when they were going against TCU, and I and I totally understand that. Um, but for me, uh, I, I just I I'm, I'm rooting for him, and I want to see him do well. And I uh, it, all the hate that he gets from from all areas. Uh, it's 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 remarkable, and I, I love seeing him prove people wrong. But the, what I want to ask right now is is has he made Colorado Black America's team? I mean, you got you got little Wayne walking out with them uh, when they're walking out the tunnel, and you know, little Wayne. We can we can have a different conversation about you know whether he represents black mm. america <laughs> of course some of, some of, some of his uh mm. some of his views and uh, affiliations uh, of late but uh it's not just little wayne you know it's 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 a lot of people that uh, it it just feels um i i think Dion said someone told him uh, that pretty soon his his sidelines were going to look like the BET awards or something like that hilarious <laughs> come on man <laughs> oh yeah jason whitlock oh, of course of course terrible. yeah it would be jason whitlock saying some stuff like that um but uh, but yeah. So what what are your thoughts, Doctor Fletcher? Is is Colorado Black America's team? My my response is is again. In, in what way? Now I respect everything that he's trying to do. I respect uh, his his unapologetic, ostentatious, braggadocious way Dion goes about being himself. Mm-hmm. All right, and and bringing others along with him. All right, his 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 locker room is seventy five percent African American players. Now that even outpaces the the NCAA regular uh, uh, statistics around black representation in college football. So I respect all of that. I respect and and, and anything that basically thumbs itself at the establishment becomes our thing, mm-hmm. right? Anything that does. But when I but the devil's in the details, Avi and Danny. When I think Dion said himself on on his mega media platforms that he has multiple, he said that all they did last week when they played Colorado State that went into double overtime and they brought sport they brought uh, college game day and and first take and all these different shows. He said out of his mouth that all of their efforts brought Colorado 
$18 million just last Saturday. Mm. Okay, the last I checked, Colorado is the whitest of the states in our union. 86% white. And then when I look at, what was he hawking? Blender sunglasses. Last I checked, Chase Fisher is a white man. That money's going to his pocket. He said that they made almost $2 million just that afternoon that he was promoting it on all those platforms that was coming to see his kids play. And I look at every other outlet and I say, well, I pound my chest to say, man, do it your way. But I'm tired of black America adopting something as ours and all we get to show for it is pride. These white folks are loving the prime effect too. So when we start talking about stuff being ours, unpack what we're getting. Unpack what's ours. Are we getting something out of this? You don't, uh, what, what black owned businesses am I seeing him hawking on those platforms? So while I do, while I do support him and I, he grew up, I grew up as, as a, as a prime fan. And you play, but when you I play start corner, talking about, play corner and, and, and I play corner too. too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I struggle with adopting. We adopt so many things as black America and we're told be proud of it. When can we move past pride and start saying when some of this going to get back into our community and our economy? See, now you can, you can always leave it to Dr. Fletcher to, to bring up some stuff that you haven't thought about. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Uh, what I will say though, is having someone who is willing to say things like they don't like me being up here and being an unapologetic black man. You're not going to see a lot of coaches say that in major college football. And in and, and him, in him being unapologetically himself, which is blackity black, black, then that, that does make it, that does bring us more to the mainstream and does make it so people start to realize like, it, you know, you can be black and be successful. You can be black and be yourself and be successful. And I think the fact that he has a background at a prominent HBCU, uh, a school that he helped bring more recognition to, and he helped bring more recognition to HBCUs in general. And I think that that track record as well is, is a reason why we're proud of him. And and we don't know what he's going to do in the future. And, yeah, he's making a lot of money for, for, for white people too right now. But I don't, I, just, I don't think that you can't do both. I mean, he's making a lot of money for himself. And that's, that's what he wants to do. He's bringing recognition to himself. He's, he's raising his cachet exactly. as a coach. He's, uh, he's raising recognition of, of his kids' talents, and, and they are tremendously talented. Uh, both Shiloh and Shador on that team are, are two of the best players. And so, he, so he's doing a lot of things, and, 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 you're, mm-hmm. and you're not wrong in that he is making, making some money for some people too. But I think if you look at the whole picture and, and zoom out, if I could borrow a Dr. Fletcher phrase, <laughs> then you can see, the, you know, just that, that the whole of his accomplishments over the last several years since he took over Jackson State and now bringing this this show to Colorado. I mean, if, if he continues to do a job like this, to do, to do this job, he'll be able to, to get any job in college football that he wants that's not already occupied by, like, the Nick Sabans of the world. So I'm just saying, you know, I, I think I think it's um, it's 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 nuanced, of course, but. Is he mm-hmm. is is Dion uh, Black America's team in your opinion, Danny? 
Absolutely. I mean, it's Colorado Black America. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anytime you correlate BET to anything, it has to be black except for ownership. <laughs> That's another question. Because <laughs> Viacom mm-hmm. owns Telemundo and BT, so that's that's another question. But mm-hmm. but this but this, <laughs> smart people. So 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 get them, so, get them. So this is the thing. Um, if if viewership has gone up in black households nationwide, then it is black. Period. Okay. If you have a quarterback that is still talking about the former school that's an HBCU, is black. If you have majority black players, is black. You got black uniform, everything black, black. But the problem is, not a problem, but a problem to some, as Dr. Fletcher stated, people make money off of black people and it doesn't reciprocate back to the black community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the problem is, this is reciprocating back to the black team with the black coach, but not in the black city or the black state, right? So that could be an issue. So hopefully in the next... Because the prime effect is real. It's not going away. So hopefully, you know, you have a lot of black African-American brands out there that can jump on this bandwagon uh, and, and, and make some money and do some good in their communities. And I want to see that. Right. And it's not, I'm not, you know, advocating or trying to create discord. I'm happy for the uh, eyeglass company. I guess it's in San Diego, Orange County or something. It's local. Um, I'm happy for mm-hmm. that. I'm happy for them. Um, California, let's go, West Coast. But at the same time, it would be nice to see uh, some African-American businesses profit off of this black man that's continuously talking about black. Like, he's promoting black, but at the same time, besides those young men on the team, this has to come back in our community, right? It has to be tenfold. It has to be, it has to be reciprocated a circle all around. It can't just be just for those players. Because anytime you're on TV, you affect millions, right? So it has to be commerce. It has to be Mm -hmm. education. He has to hit all points. If he wants to be America's coach and he's the best coach in college football, best coach in college football is just not a football coach. He's everything. So he's got to keep impacting everybody. Because Dion right now is like a politician. He's like a pastor. He's like a big brother. I mean, he's everything right now. So he has to be mindful of, of everything that he does and not be used Right. Right. Not be used because you see a lot of mm-hmm. companies coming just like Black Lives Matter change your social profile to black. And you got all these corporate companies when, when Black Lives Matter came out. It's the same type of thing. So he has to be mindful of that. And so does the players. Right. Beca- and I just hope some of this comes back in the community in terms of a corporate uh, perspective and not just the, the players and in the school because they're making a lot of money off this guy. Oh, absolutely, man. And, 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 and you know, you guys are not wrong. I agree with mm-hmm. what you're saying about that. I, I absolutely agree. I hope that that Dion is able to to see that mm-hmm. and he's able to kind of to focus his lens on that aspect of things with uh, with you know making sure that some of this commerce gets back to the black community. I do hope he can do that. I just think overall we have to to just take this picture and look at how how remarkable it is. Oh, it at, is. At what it he's is. doing. Yeah. And, it is. And, and the attention that he's that he's bringing to to what it is to be unapologetically uh, unapologetically black at a PWI, <laughs> and, and at a PWI like Colorado, which is super duper white, and and he's and not code switching. He's not code switching at all. Exactly at and, all. And, and that's but let me but again let me let me let me throw another pebble in this otherwise calm stream <laughs> that we all sit here enjoying. <laughs> By by primes, oh, I have I followed primes since he was at Florida State mm-hmm. as a player. 
And he has been very consistent throughout every stage of his tenure at FSU and all of his stops in baseball and football, all the way through his coaching ranks from Prime U to, J- to JSU to where he is right now. Prime has been unapologetically prime, Mm -hmm. who happens to be black. I I think we're conflating. I think we're conflating some of these nuanced issues. And and by all means, I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. But in every stop there, in every stop Dion has had, he has said himself that he is in third person fashion, that he is unapologetically prime. But, Not yeah, one but, time but, but, has but, he said that, that he's unapologetically bringing black folks with him. And we've seen it throughout his career. So I don't blame him for being an opportunist, which he has said he is. And through his career, he's gone where the money and opportunity is. And if you were on that boat when he was traveling, you benefited. When he got off that boat, you didn't. That's what I'm honing in on when we start saying we're adopting some entity as ours as black America. Know what you're adopting. I'm not I'm not at all criticizing him. I'm saying he has been very transparent on who he is. All right. And I think many of these storylines are making him to be the Stokely Carmichael of of, of college (laughs) football, unapologetically (laughs) black. He's not. He's never said he is that. He is actually, opportunist. Actually, I do have to push back on you a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and, it's and, good. And, and we got the we got the lines blown up. I mean, if y'all want to get involved good. in the Call conversation, in. it's 800 <laughs> Uh We're going to get to you in a second, Marcel. I see you holding the forest, of course. Uh, we're going to get to you in just a second. Um, but he did say uh, at, at a press conference, we are we're doing things that have never been done. And that makes people uncomfortable when you see a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75 percent African-Americans in the locker room. That's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. And that's a direct quote from Deion Mm -hmm. Sanders. And so he's not like an OJ saying, oh, I'm not black. I'm OJ. He's, you know, he's not at all. Yeah. So so he's, you know, he's he's he's. Proud to be black, he is. He's not, as you said, Danny. He's not code switching at all. He is. He's. He's keeping. You know. He's. He's not trying to be more white. He's still. You know. I, I think that that says a lot in in and of itself. But um, let's get to one of these calls. Let's go to let's go to Forrest in Compton. Forrest, what's up? Bobby B, what's up, man? Man, long time no talk. How you been? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I've been good, man. I've been good. Uh, I had a, a a comment and a question. Now, PWIs and, and even high school now are notorious for picking, cherry picking our best mm-hmm. and bringing them to their institution, right? Mm-hmm. And so with with Dion, this last time, you know, he went from, uh, you know, uh, uh, HBCU to PWI. And so he took his team with him mm-hmm. and the people that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, is it is that is it possible, or is there ever going to be a time when a HBCU will enter into, let's say, the Pac-10, Pac-12, you know, SEC, things like that, in order to keep, you know, our people where they're at? Because outside of football, you know, there's a life outside of football, which mm-hmm. I think we benefit from greatly, you know, when they're not playing ball. And so is it possible for for us to join in to get to play those schools? 
like UCLA, USC, so forth and so on? Well, that's a that's a great question, Forrest. And you do see um, some schools trying to move up into Division One A or uh, formerly known as One A to the FBS, like Appalachian State. Uh, but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, Dr. Fletcher t- tackle that one. He's uh you know played college football, played Division One college football at San Jose State, and is now um is now still at that same institution and uh, very knowledgeable about conference alignment. So uh, I'll let you take that one, Dr. Fletcher. Yeah, I appreciate that. To, to answer your question, uh, we've seen HBCUs compete against even Power 5 schools. We've seen it this year, all right? Now, yeah. we haven't typically fared very well, and by no means do we even have the economic infrastructure. College football and college athletics is a business first, all right, no matter what people say. And HBCUs, if you've ever been around an HBCU, I went to, to Howard University for grad school, still very much so pays behind even the lowest of PWIs economically, all right? And it takes that okay. to even get your foot in the door from a, from a, a uh, um, uh, NCAA Power 5 mid-major standpoint, all right? But – I think as we and this is where the conversation around Dion at JSU and then Hugh Jackson and and Eddie George going to TSU mm-hmm. became such a lightning rod topic is because it was trending us in the direction you're talking about of we're yeah. we're making money we're we're entering conversations we never once were involved in from a conference standpoint to where we could start talking about maybe getting in the Atlantic uh, uh, a conference, not the Atlantic Coast Conference, but the AAU Conference, some of these smaller conferences to say, let's give you all a shot, see how you fare, and as you know, when one kicks down the door, others can come in. you got 30 seconds, well, now, Dr. Fletcher. That, 30 seconds. Yeah, now that part is stopped. So absolutely there is a possibility, but I think right now it is a distant possibility. There's a lot of economic things that have to be put in place in order for these HBCU programs to get a true opportunity. All right, okay. all right. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the question for us. And, of course, the answer, Dr. Fletcher. Uh, Marcel, uh, hold on the line there. We're going to get to you as soon as we uh, get to this news, traffic, and sports update. Uh, and, of course, if you want to get in on the conversation, 800-920-1580 is the number to call, 800-920-1580. Uh, we'll get right back to it right after this news, traffic, and sports update. I don't care what anybody says. That will always be the jam. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's rocking. <laughs> it's rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Andy was in there doing the what's the name of that dance when the, with that the uh, that, that, that the uh, those things standing in front of the the car uh, uh, dealerships do those those inflatable things. <laughs> Andy in there doing that dance, whatever that's called. Uh, but I, you know what you, uh, you you know your point, Dr. Fletcher, made me uh, want to bring up some some black owned sunglass companies that that uh, you can go out there and support. Uh, there's a company called Shades of Shades. Company called Third Eye View, uh, Coco and Breezy. I know of uh, a Latino-owned brand called Breakwater. So uh, yeah, you know you can uh, you can you can support one of those companies if you don't want to buy the, the the primes. It's all good. Um, uh, but what if uh, what if Prime was was doing that for a black-owned uh, sunglass company? Would that make you feel any differently, Doctor Fletcher? Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent, it would. I, I don't care if he if he starts stomping for Fubu and Carl Canales. <laughs> I would. I would be. I would. I would. I would embrace 
the notion of Colorado being black America's team. Right now, okay. they're America's team, man. Okay. They're America's team. Okay. And okay. I dig what he's doing. I dig all that stuff. But again, man, being unapologetically black, it, it, there's one there's one side of pride that I get from that. But when we start taking something on as our own, man, again, I want to start seeing the fruits of it. Okay. Let's go to Marcel in Los Angeles. Appreciate you holding and being patient with us. Uh, thanks for calling in. What's up, Marcel? Yes, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I'm a fan of the show. Love it. Uh, Appreciate you. I just wanted to chime in on, on, on Mr. Prime, Dion. So I think that we are judging him through the wrong lenses. Okay. You know, because everybody, everybody's seeing him as prime time, Mr. You know, Mr. Cornerback, all-time this and that, um, uh, you know, uh, making money and the whole nine. The, his focus is not black-owned company. His focus is not... Um, ACU or, you know, what is it? Um, HBCU versus, yeah, HBCU versus the mainstream schools or whatever. His focus is not that. His focus is a father to these two young men that are his sons. This machine that he has going on has been in, in motion long before the HBCU and the Colorado situation. His focus is being a great father to his sons the best way he can with the platform that he has because his son was not recruited to a D1 school. His sons didn't get the opportunity to go to a D1 school. So now he's using his platform to blow them up to where the HBCU was a benefit of their attendance. And now he has them at another school where his sons are blowing up now Heisman candidates. At the end of the day, when his sons are done, he's going to retire too. He's not in it for mm. a long time. He's in it for a good time. Mm. Okay, that's an interesting point, Marcel. What do you think about that, Dr. Fletcher? Well, I, I don't disagree. I think multiple things can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, he is supporting his kids. I mean, he, his entire extended family was in a KFC commercial that we just saw the other day. So by all means, is he family first, as he should be. But his territory has been enlarged. And he's, he's mentioned that his, his mission, as he believes, divinely inspired, is to not just be a father of his children, but to steward over all that he has been blessed with. So if he says it, now I'm going to hold you to that. All right. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you in terms of what his chief mission is. But he's spoken out of his own mouth that his territory has been enlarged as his spiritual leadings tell him. And now his mission has enlarged significantly. So now I'm viewing it on that larger stage. Um, but you're absolutely right from the standpoint of, of his, his focus of his children. But I think there's additional focus areas as well. What are your thoughts about uh, Marcel's comment, uh, Denny? Well, first of all, uh, Shadur Sanders was recruited by <laughs> Alabama, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. This guy was a four-star kid. So I don't know what son uh, Marcel is referring to, but Shadur, he's big time. Um, and you know, the other son was a division one guy too. Um, but, but that's neither here nor there. The kids can play regardless. But, but the, the thing is he has an obligation to touch everything that he's, uh, reciprocating from, whether it be, uh, the hoodies, the, the sunglasses, everything. Deion Sanders is very calculated. He's a smart guy. He's been doing this since he was 21. You know what I mean? 20 years old. Uh, you know, so he everything he does, he has a team of people 
so when it comes down to social media products, everything. Uh, so we can't just hypothetically speak on something. We everything this guy does is calculated. Whether it be people on the sidelines, he, I'm sure they turn it down certain people to come to the games. So his friends on the sideline, what glasses he choose, what hoodie, what chain to wear, with this, it's all calculated. Uh, he's not waking up randomly. Let me let me touch this hoodie. Let me wear this. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is a machine. This is a company. This is a brand. And I'm not mad at him, but I, I, I'm I know some African American companies and Latino, whatever whatever racial outside of the norm is going to benefit off Coach minority Warren. owned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you, Marcel. Thanks for adding to the conversation today. Uh, let's um, taking the call. Absolutely. Anytime, my brother. Let's go to. Um, let's get to uh, this. This. Uh, this question of can what 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 happens to to Prime and his supporters when they lose a game or when they lose a couple games? They might lose the next two games very well. Might get blown out the next two games. Who knows? Um, but what happens? Uh, what do you think about that, Danny? What happens then? Well, we know what's going to happen. Whenever you have a team that's being supported by Black America, whether it be the Fab Five, whether it be UNOV, which I play for Coach Jerry Turkani, rest in peace. We knows what happens when you uh, when scrutiny comes in. Now, the people that come to your games that you have on the sideline in your locker room, who your players hanging out with, their grades, cars, all this other stuff. Even though the NIL has been approved, you're going to start seeing. Different levels of scrutiny come once the L's start coming because they're not going to have a perfect season, right? right. And they're going to – just as much as they put you up, the higher you go, the harder you fall. You have to have somebody catch you. And a lot of these people are naysayers. They're not here to catch him. They're here to scrutinize him right. and belittle him and make him eat his own words. And I think that's why so many of us yeah. are rooting for him so hard. Yeah, and that's why I'm rooting for him too. Regardless if he opened to support black business makes money, I don't care. It's damn, I'm rolling. I'm rocking with him. But the thing is, you know, who you give your sideline passes out to, what those people do in their pri- private lives, whether it be an athlete, a rapper, a businessman, whatever, is going to affect his program. Mm. So at the same time, I'm, I'm just praying that they're mindful. Because Coach Prime don't even know who's all on the sideline, believe it or not. They're giving out passes to people on the sideline that he may not even be aware of. He's a coach. He's not no ticket agent. So you know and I know that as soon as one of those people on the sideline or somebody that's close to the program, because all of a sudden everybody's speaking on their relationship with him, and I'm a Colorado now. You see Warren Sapp or a private conversation is going viral now about him joining the coaching staff next year. This is out of hand. So hopefully they can get put a cap on this uh, before these games come up, which they possibly could lose, and you start seeing a negative side uh, of this. And I just pray and hope uh, that it doesn't go the wrong way and Coach Prime, you know, mm, he's not trending as much in the wrong direction. All right, so uh, one thing about black people is that we will stick by people we're loyal to. So I think uh, if uh, if Prime loses a few games, the black people will still be with them, but the all the white people who are now uh, in the coalition, I guess you could say, to to make up America's team, as as Dr. Fletcher would call it, um, they might drop off. But what do you think happens, Dr. Fletcher, when uh, when Prime loses a, a game or three? Well, I, a couple of things. One, I mean, it's it's no secret that the media lives to build you up to tear you down. Um, that that's just incumbent upon the media machine. 
So that that wouldn't surprise me at all. The, and there, and I don't mean even just from the standpoint of haters waiting and, and laying in wait, waiting for him. There are many of the Skip Baylesses of the world who are waiting for him to fall to to basically say you wrote all these checks that ultimately your kids couldn't cash and call him every name in the in the book. I'm more concerned on how he is is preparing for that inevitable letdown. Because, again, this whole media machine that has been extremely successful for not just himself, but all those kids. I mean, they have their 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 Twitter and Instagram handles on the back of their practice jerseys. Brilliant. He did that at, at JSU. Brilliant marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, now what happens when that attention is now going to be negative? All right. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how he's going to start framing his message, because right now his message has been from the underdog to now the leader of the pack. It hasn't been settling in to the long haul. He's yet to say we're settling in for the long haul, kind of like coaches do to, to oftentimes kind of hedge their bets so they don't get criticized when they in, in, in inevitably lose. I, I don't think that black America is going to jump off the bandwagon, but I think it's human nature to once the, 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 the sparkle and the, the glitter is, is gone a little bit, folks turn their attention to other stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how he's going to move this thing forward and just settle in to the long haul of building a program. Yeah. It's important. He, he did say I'm a monument, not a moment. Uh, what's up, Andy? Mm-hmm. Not to uh, Dr. Fletcher's point just now, um, Right after the game, the most recent game against Colorado State, I mean, they almost lost, right? Mm-hmm. And when they interv- <clears throat> when they interviewed Dion right after the game, uh, the interviewer asked him, "What did you learn?" And Dion said, "Patience." Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and, and he he is gonna he is gonna learn a lot. You know, it's his first year in major college football, and and I I, I think it's uh it's fascinating. You know, I knew once we started talking about this, it was gonna be hard to get off it, uh, but uh. Fellas, a uh, real quick prediction: Do they? And and also, by the way, though they are still big underdogs because they're twenty-one point underdogs to to Oregon this weekend, which is a huge number. Um, I, I I had to lock my bet in earlier in the week because uh, that's that's a lot. They, of course, you can always lose. I'm not I'm not saying that that's, that everyone else should do that too. I'm just saying that that's a huge number. Uh, but uh, Danny, do you think uh, Colorado? Uh, how do you think they do this weekend against Oregon? Well, uh, this is a trap game. Um, that's a lot of points. I, I, I think Colorado. A trap game for who? For for Oregon? No, for 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 people that's going uh, with Oregon. Right. I, I think okay. Colorado. Yeah. Win, I think Colorado wins the game. Really? Yeah, because I, I don't think they're going to be. Because I think I think it's so many people making millions of dollars off this team. If you a guesstimate, in my opinion, would probably be probably forty to fifty plus million off the university and other little side people. But the TV. Together, they've probably made a hundred plus million off this program. So if they lose the next two games, you're going into some people's revenue. So it behooves you to whatever you do out there, whatever people do with sports, because they all sports ain't don't ain't play right. By the way, too, that's another conversation. But I'm just telling you, okay. this I'm telling you, he don't lose the next two games because that he, deflates he, the you're, system. You're saying he's going to win at least one of those. You have to because Arizona State is not. And the, very the second good. game, and Stanford's well, not very good. Well, the second game being USC, and then and then he gets into the softer, uh, at least uh, an easier couple of weeks, I should say. Doctor Fletcher, who wins this week, uh, or and and is it a close game? Um, I, I I haven't heard just yet 
if Dion was able to find some source to make it personal, as he said. Oh, absolutely. To his team. Absolutely. So, if, he, if he's listening – if he's listening to this this show, he's about to get one. They're about to get the brakes beat off of him by Oregon tomorrow. Um, simply because, one, Austin Stadium is one of the hardest places to play, all right, in college football. Their stadium, their stands is right up on the field, man. And it's an aluminum stadium. I don't know how they get clearance to play in that thing. But it is a tough place to play. They have an outstanding quarterback in Bo Nix. Bo Nix. They have an incredible roster from top to bottom. They are legitimate contenders. This isn't Colorado State. This isn't TCU, who was getting the hype from last year and a fragment of who they were as a, as a roster. They're about to run into a buzzsaw. And Dion said himself, their defense can't stop a nosebleed. Mm. So that is right. And the, the person who was helping them stay in games as a shootout, Travis Hunter, is out for the next right. three weeks. So while they may have a shot, a closer shot against USC, because I think they match up better, I think that tomorrow they don't match up very well at all. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, when we come forward, we're going to just talk uh, while we have a little time left uh, about about uh, this uh, this co-founder of Rolling Stone magazine thinking that white musicians are better. Got to at least touch on that uh, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Friday edition of Reva Martin Real Time. Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Fletcher and Danny Griffin. All right. So this uh, this dude, Jan Wenner, uh He's a co-founder of the magazine Rolling Stone, big time, powerhouse magazine. Um, he uh, published a, uh, a bestseller last year called The Masters, in which, uh, or, or I'm sorry, he published a, a best-selling memoir called Like a Rolling Stone. And his, his second book, The Masters, was uh, going to be published actually next week. And he talked about... Uh, his rock legends, like his all-time rock legends, Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, Bono, and others, um, but didn't have any people of color or women on there. So uh, uh, I, th I feel like Dr. Fletcher could probably take this one for like 10 minutes, but I got, I got like 90 seconds for you, Dr. Fletcher. In terms of, of, I think he got what he deserved as a fallout. Mm -hmm. uh, when folks like, like Ted Nugent, guys who threatened uh, former President Obama and is a Donald Trumpian, uh, when they start coming to your aid, it should tell you a little bit about yourself. Uh, again, it, I think it shines the light on uh, those who are, are, are serving as, as white gatekeepers of music and history and ultimately, as, as it oftentimes goes, you know, history is told by these folks who ultimately gatekeep and by no means are his words remotely reflective of the expansive brilliance and catalog that black women and women of color have given to rock and roll music and every other genre of music as well. Yeah, what were your thoughts about this, Danny? I'm, I, I actually li I like it because I like people to tell me who they are, right? I wish he would have said in his earlier years before he built his wealth and fortune, right? He, he's saying it at the, at the tail end of his life. Nugent, Tubbleville, uh, the coach from Auburn, if these guys wouldn't have had the careers that they had, if they would have just spoke their minds from day one. 
Funny how people start talking when they get 80, 90, and it's almost over with. Tell us who you are in the beginning with. Mm. I never did really buy the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to be whatever. They have Michael Jackson, 84. You got to get out of here with that. You, Stevie Wonder, you talk about these people are not articulate enough to have conversations to be in your book. Man, ain't nobody buying your book, man. You better get out of here with that, man. Who are you? You know what I mean? Everybody that think like this, speak up so I know who you are, so I won't do business with you and I keep walking. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, that's a good end to the show. You know, we could we could have did a third hour just just, just on on Prime alone, probably, and uh, and some of these other topics we didn't get to really touch on Alabama and the racist fans. Um, just how how are you how are you a college football fan, and your team is eighty ninety percent black. And in a state like Alabama, and, and you're going to yell racist stuff at the other team. They see their team is white. That's why. <laughs> it's, it's, I just don't – I actually don't understand it. I actually literally Delusional. do not understand. Uh, always a pleasure. Appreciate your time, gentlemen. I know you've been super busy, Dr. Fletcher. And, uh, Danny, always make appreciate you making time for us. Um, it, the show wouldn't be the same Likewise. without you. So, so appreciate you. you guys and, and for the conversation today. Um, have a great weekend. Um, Dr. Fletcher, where can we too. find you on, on social media? <laughs> you can find me uh, or, uh, across all the various platforms at Sean J. Fletcher, S-H-A-U-N-J Fletcher. Hey, I just had to, I had to ask. Anything you want to add, Danny uh, Griffin? I'll be, yeah. Y'all going to keep clowning. I'll be at the Central Jazz Festival trying to trying to relive the Central Avenue days at the Dunbar tomorrow having breakfast. And I'm at Avi Bernard uh, on uh, on Instagram. Uh, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Uh, up, up next is um, Robin Ayers with the Raw Report. Have a great weekend. I'm Avi Bernard, and I am gone.